When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to a special live edition of the Sick Podcast, Talking Titans. Uh, we were expecting to be a little bit more down and out at the start of this, but thanks to some excellent news, it doesn't seem like it will be the funeral we expected it to be. Uh, we've got a great guest on who's going to be able to share his thoughts on the situation as well. Uh, obviously, a lot of educated insight from him. We'll, we'll let him on shortly, but let's get right into it. Sammy, start me up, baby. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. Talking Titans. Ladies and gentlemen, 94 yards. Touchdown, Titans! He is the baddest man in the NFL! And he just took her to the house! The Sickest Tennessee Titans Podcast. Sick! It's gonna be sick. What is going on, folks? Welcome back to another edition of the Sick Podcast, Talking Titans. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Van Jarrett, is on the DL for uh, tonight, but we, he will be back shortly. Um, let's get right into it. We have a special guest today, uh, a new guest title, you could say, a new segment. We got a nice little uh, promo to roll out. Hopefully, we don't be seeing this too often, but Sammy, roll me through. The doctor is in. RJ Turner, welcome into the show. Our doctor on uh, call for tonight's show. Uh, thank you for taking the time out of your night to join us. Um, we'll jump right into it. Obviously, we're talking tonight specifically about the uh, injury to Traylon Burks. Um, early on in the process of getting all the information, we were a little bit concerned this could be something that could be long term as it pertains to our season this year. Uh, but, you know, Coming from Ian Rappaport just about 20 minutes ago, we were told that it is an LCL sprain. Now, Doc, based on uh, your obvious educated opinion, um, what are we looking at? Best case, worst case scenario for him to get back to full speed and 100% for our season coming up? Absolutely. Appreciate you guys having me. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I've got a best friend who's a Titans fan. I've definitely got Traylon in a couple fantasy leagues. <laughs> I, saw the, I saw the original video, definitely thought that he blew his ACL out. So it's best case scenario that it's just the LCL. Um, <clears throat> now, LCLs can get a little more complicated, though. So, you know, it all depends on the severity of it. You can have a grade one, two or three strain. Um, we don't technically know that. I don't anticipate us to ever get that information um, because then, you know, you kind of get under put under more scrutiny. But the best way to think of it is the LCL is like the lateral collateral ligament, which is the ligament on the outside of your knee. OK, so if you have a grade one, the best way to think of that is like if you stretch the ligament, you have small tears. But for the most part, it's pretty intact. Grade two is where you essentially can think of it like you tear half of the ligament or you have a partial tear, and then a grade three is where you have a full-blown tear. Based on Ian Rappaport's report, which I'm sure more reports are going to come out later, 
I would think it's going to be in the grade one, grade two realm, just because it seemed like they're a little more optimistic in terms of him not missing a ton of time. A grade one, you'll probably see him in a knee brace, probably back to full speed in about a month. Grade two, you could be looking more along like the four to six week mark. So, you know, in terms of being a full-blown wide receiver, WR1, WR2 with D-Hop, um, you were probably looking at more playing an NFL Sunday game like two months. Um, but just based off the, you know, optimistic from Rappaport, I would probably say you'll see him playing in four to six weeks. So maybe miss like the first two to three weeks of the season and then be full go ahead from there. Okay, so you're saying, you know, and best case for us, he might, you know, he might only miss a game in the regular season. Might come back week two, maybe week three. My question is for you, um, <clears throat> doctor, is what's his? Does this put other? Does this put other ligaments in that knee at risk, or does it put the other leg at risk because he might be compensating with uh, the right leg to make up for the left leg? As we know, with knee injuries, you know. Nowadays, they can they can be fixed, but there's a mental aspect to it where he might not be putting the weight on, even if it's subconsciously, he might not be putting that weight on the left leg going forward. Does this put other ligaments in the left leg at risk, or does it put the right leg at risk because he might compensate, or a little bit of both? Just give us you know your your breakdown on that, and then if it is a grade one sprain, and you you gave a great analogy of the rubber bands. I was an exercise phys major, so you just brought me back a little bit. Um, you know, do they heal on its own? Will he be getting like PRP treatment? You know, how, what does that essentially look like? Do those tears, you know, close up? Like, you know, break that down for us, Doc. Absolutely. So, um, first and foremost, you know, his right leg won't be at risk, um, per se. Now the left leg, um, I would assume they're probably going to have him in like a hinge knee brace so that he doesn't further worsen this injury and go from like a grade one to a full-blown grade three. So that knee brace is actually probably going to protect his other ligaments from having any further damage. Um, So I wouldn't be too concerned from that standpoint. And then like you bring up with your exercise phys major, you know, they're going to, they're going to work on strengthening a lot of the other muscles and put the other ligaments through a little more stress with his rehab so that it kind of puts him in situations that he's prepared for. So he doesn't go out there first play and his knee just buckles again. And then, you know, now he's got an ACL injury. Now you bring up the biggest point of it all. So cool. Like he's, he's going to recover fine. Um, and I'll kind of get into that in a second, but a lot of it is going to be a mental aspect. You know, he's going to more than likely be having a knee brace on that knee. And what does that look like being a wide receiver? How does that look like coming in and out of your breaks on his routes? Um, that's a, that's a whole nother conversation. I think it's probably going to take him, if I had to guess, and, you know, I love fantasy football, so I'm definitely taking all this into account. I wouldn't expect Traylon to be Traylon maybe until past the halfway point of the season where he realizes, like, hey, my knee is good. I can do these type of things. Or even to the point where he comes out of the knee brace towards the end of the season, maybe it's going to take that for him to have that full-blown confidence again because – from the, from the recovery standpoint in terms of like the, the ligament itself, you know, it's a collateral ligament. So he will have some blood flow from like just nearby structures and muscles and things like that. So he could have some healing going on. Um, but more than likely, depending on the severity of it, it's going to scar down over time. And that's essentially what you're going to allow some time to do. Now, you bring up a good point. PRP 
regenerative type of medicine and things like that. Um, it's difficult to say if they're going to consider something like that, because usually when you do PRP injections, the idea is that you're going to have some type of healing response, right? So if you were to do that, I would anticipate that he's going to have a lot more time off than just saying like a couple weeks, because you got to let the body do its magic and try to heal what it can heal. So it'll definitely be interesting to see what they do. I mean, you know, as a Texans fan, I know that's not what any of the Titans podcasts wants to hear, but you know, your wide receivers after D hop and Traylon are pretty thin. So I anticipate that they are probably not going to let him sit out too long just because this is kind of like a make it or break it year for you guys with Derrick Henry and Tannehill. And then, you know, if, if you guys don't make the playoffs and kind of make a strong push, then it's like, are you guys going to blow it up? So that, you know, when it comes to GMs and all that, you got to take all that into account. It's like, are you going to take your rookie who missed a good portion of the second half of the season last year and let him sit out half the year to rehab his knee? Or if it's a minor sprain, are you just going to bring him back in a couple weeks and see how he does? So that's, that's the thing that you got to keep in mind. So then yeah. you're saying in his sorry Sal, you're you're saying best case scenario, barring there's no setbacks in him coming back week two or week three, that you feel as though the ligament can be completely healed and mentally he's gonna have to play on it for four to six to eight weeks before he fully trusts that it's healed. Completely healed is a stretch. There will be some healing that goes on. Um, it's just difficult. You know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if you MRI'd his, say he comes back full go, you MRI his knee, I don't know, like six, 12 months down the road. There's some evidence that, hey, like he had an injury to his LCL at some point. Um, so, you know, his his ligament will, I don't think it'll ever be what it was before, but is that going to limit him being a football player? No, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah. So let me ask you a question, Doc. Are we going to, should they have an understanding of the grade? Uh, from the initial MRI, or is he going to have to go back and get additional testing done to find out the severity of it? Yeah, they definitely know what grade it is right now based on his exam plus the MRI. You know, they have a good understanding. Is his knee unstable? Is it a grade one, two, or three? Because the the MRI will give a detailed picture of that LCL. So they definitely will know. Um, they probably won't ever release that information until he comes back and it's like week seven and he goes off for like 150 yards and they're like, Oh, Traylon Burks had a complete recovery from a grade two LCL and he's doing great. Um, right now, they won't say that to the public and to my understanding, because then people are going to have more of a, a guided expectation in terms of when he yeah. should come back. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it'll probably be a situation too, where it's going to depend on the success of the team. If they're two and oh, after two weeks, I think until they really if they start 0-2, then maybe week three they bring him back. If they start 2-0, maybe, you know, they let him get a little more rest. So, But just the fact that we know it's not season-ending and it yeah. is an MCL, not an ACL, it's, you know, the sick podcast, Talking Titans, was was sick to their stomach this afternoon. Mm, yeah, uh, I, to say and, the least. Yeah, and, and, you know, we got Sal's blood pressure up. You know, it doesn't take much, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad that – if all goes well, he could come back this year and be productive, um, you know, at least to some extent. Yeah. Doc, last question I got for you before we let yeah. you go. Again, thanks so much for taking the time out of your night to join us. Uh, let's say you're you're in Rand Carthon's position, who is our general manager, um, and you have, you're calling the shots. Bearing how our 
season begins. So let's put that aside. So let, let's not take into effect at all how a first couple weeks of the season go. How uh, gingerly would you treat this injury as far as, you know, what could potentially be something that lingers long term? And, and to just shorten that for people listening, um, you know, is this a kind of is this the kind of injury that you can be more aggressive as far as bringing them back or in your opinion, coming on into only a year or two? Um, should they be a little bit more patient? Uh, you know, w- just give us your thoughts on what you specifically would do if you were calling the shots. Absolutely. I mean, here here's my take on it. Um, and a lot of this a lot of this kind of hinges on the fact that y'all signed DeAndre Hopkins. You have DeAndre Hopkins, he's going to be a target hog. There was questions on how much how many targets Traylon Traylon was gonna get anyways. I think you let Traylon have a complete recovery, meaning when he feels like he is a hundred percent confident. He looks like himself in practice. That's when you bring him back. He was y'all's first round pick last year. If you, I, I'm always a worst case scenario type of person. Um, if you have the freedom to do that, and what I mean freedom, meaning you have DeAndre Hopkins, mm. and so say you let Traylon come back early, and he goes out there, and his knee buckles again, and then he tears his ACL. Now you're looking at he's missing his entire second year. He missed most of his first year, and now you're starting to have questions of, okay, usually first-round wide receivers, if they're really good, you're talking about extending them in their third and fourth year. Now you've got to see if he even has a complete recovery from a further worsened injury. So, I mean, you know, being a GM is hard. I don't envy them, but I think you guys have the freedom with D-Hop. I still think he can be a WR1. I still think he's disgusting, former Texan. I mean – I just think he's in a bad situation in Arizona. And plus, let's be honest, you have Ryan Tannehill. This is no slight for the Titans. You have Ryan Tannehill, and you probably have the last year of a work ho- workhorse in Derrick Henry. Y'all are going to run Derrick Henry until you can't run him anymore, and y'all are going to run that play action and hit D-hop. I don't think you necessarily need Traylon to win games right now, so I think you let him recover. Yeah. Oh, well, listen, I – Obviously, your opinion is much more educated than either of ours, so I appreciate you giving us, indulging us with that information. Um, we'll have to see. Like I said at the opener, uh, it, this you could consider this good news overall. Uh, it's not something that's going to you know, take him out for the whole year like we dealt with with Harold Landry last year, one of our defensive ends. So all things considered, I think we'll sleep a little bit better than we thought we would about an hour ago. So, Doc, I, I greatly, greatly appreciate you coming on with us tonight and sharing us that information. Uh, you know, uh, we hope, in, in a sense, I hope we don't have you on too often. And I, I mean that in regards to the fact that whenever you are on, it's because of uh, players that are not playing for us. So, uh, but obviously we love hearing all, all the information you have for us. And, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sure there will be, knowing the Titans, I'm sure there will be another opportunity, uh, multiple actually, where we're going to need your insight. Uh, but in this specific one, it was definitely good news. And I uh, really, I thank you for joining us tonight. Absolutely, guys. Thanks for having Thanks me. again, doctor. All right, doc. All right. Take care. All right. So that was uh, Dr. Turner, uh, our honorary physician for the SICK podcast, uh, sharing his insight on the Traylon Burks injury. Um, let's indulge a little bit more about what we think. Uh, Vin, I'll let you start because I'm going to 
not going on a tangent, but you know, just a little, you know, you know how how I how I go yeah, on my yeah, I know you for a little bit now. I know you for a little bit. You, know, you don't need to lie to us and you're not gonna go on a tangent. Yeah. Give me your give me your outlook on the on the first quarter of the year now that we know we're probably not gonna see number sixteen. Um, you know. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Uh, listen, I think it's going to be similar to what I said earlier. I think it's going to be a game-by-game game basis where if the team is holding their own in the first few weeks, I would say, you know, like Dr. Turner said, probably going to miss a month. So that brings us to week two, um, September 16th against home against the Chargers. Um, <clears throat> who knows? He could be out there week one. I don't know. But I think they're going to take the approach, like Dr. Turner said, the cautious one. We have Hop, We have Henry. We have Chig. Um, we have, you know, reliable weapons, hopefully an improved offensive line. I think it'll be a game by game situation where if we're two and oh or three and oh, we might not bring them back till week four. You know what I mean? Or if we start oh and two, we might bring them back week three if we're starting to feel the heat, especially if Jacksonville starts out two and oh or three and oh. Um, and we need him. You know, listen, I, I know it's all fine and dandy. Like Dr. Turner said, you want to let him heal, but coaches coach for their job, general managers manage for their jobs. You know, if this team is struggling, you know, it's part of the game injuries, unfortunately. And sometimes you have to tough it out as a player. So if we need him um, sooner than we might, you know, want to bring him back, then we're going to have to do what we have to do. But until then, I think there will be a cautious approach where we we play it, um, you know, week by week and see how it goes and get him as at LCL as close to 100 percent as possible. So he's mentally in the right spot to come on that field and do what he did in that video. You know what I mean? Where he makes a, a great catch, keeps his balance. You know what I mean? Um, I know it was it was tough to see, and we were all, you know, my stomach dropped. It hasn't dropped like that since, you know, the breaking news came out about Derrick Henry's foot a couple years ago. Um, but thank God he'll be all right. I do suspect now, even though I said it last night, we're not bringing in a receiver. Now I think we have to. You know, maybe a veteran presence that could be good for the locker room, uh, a Jarvis Landry type who um, I think is a respected guy in the league, played with Tannehill for a little bit in Miami. Even if he's not going to be on your team all year, bring in another body, an experienced one. Um, but that's how I feel about the injury. So now we'll let you have your um, your aneurysm. So. No, I'm not going to have an aneurysm. I'm going to be really even-killed. Here's what I think they should do. I think, you know – I, I understand what Dr. Turner's, you know, thought process was. Um, see how the season goes. Or you actually, I think you, you were the initial one who brought it up. See how the season goes and go from there. I personally think they should honestly kind of sort of make a decision now what their intentions are with him, whether that be being more aggressive with bringing him back or being more precautious with bringing him back. If you're taking the precautious measure, then you got to look into bringing someone else in. Because as great as it is to have DeAndre Hopkins, if he's going to be getting triple teamed every Sunday for the first quarter of the season, that's not going to do us any good. We're back to square one because we already we already knew that uh, Traylon Burks was going to get 
triple covered with nobody else out there. And now he's not going to be around. So if they're going to be more precautionary and take their time and want to see him as close to 100% as possible, then they really need to look into possible trades, possible guys that are still on uh, the free agency board of the likes of Jarvis Landry. <laughs> you know, I made the joke last week. I won't say the name again. Uh, but you know, that might be a guy to take a look at. You could say um, it because I tweeted at him today. I asked him if he was up. You yeah, know? listen, guys, Julio Jones is still available. Okay. Less than two years ago, we thought this guy was going to be the final piece to bring us the uh, Lombardi trophy. That wasn't the case. And then he went to Tampa Bay and did next to nothing there as well. But again, we just need bodies. And I'll tell you what, there's nobody on earth outside of DeAndre Hopkins that I would trust more in the red zone, even at his age at this very moment. Then Julio Jones, we know those hands have not aged. Maybe those legs have, but regardless, that's not going to happen. Obviously, in no way, shape, or form. Um, you know, people are saying, "Hell no!" I, I think it's ironic that literally it was like Christmas morning, Julio Jones, just because he got hurt and we didn't go to the playoffs or we didn't win a playoff game. Now it's like you know we're we're we're, we're asking of. But the bottom line is, you're going to have to bring someone in if you're going to be more on the aggressive side and say, you know what, the second he thinks he's ready to run some routes live, we're going to throw him in there. Then, then you could take the back seat and say, you know what, we'll see what we got. You know, we still have, uh, what's his name from Houston? Chris Moore was looking good. You know, healthy Kyle Phillips, um, our tight end core, obviously. But if you're going to be on the precautionary side, you got to look at someone. Uh, you got to look at anyone. Um, Kenny Galladay, Absolutely. Absolutely. Wouldn't mind him in any way, shape, or form. Uh, you know, obviously we don't have a lot of trade capital, so that might be a little bit different, a little bit harder, I should say. I'd love to get Corey Davis back. Somebody brought that up, even though he's another injury-prone guy. I'd love to see him back, but they'd have to trade because he's not going anywhere. Yeah, I don't, um, see, them, I don't see them making a trade. No, no, absolutely not. I think we have four picks next year, you know, a one, a th three of five and a seven, something like that. I don't know, but yeah, no, I think no. if we bring someone in, it'll be, um, you know, a veteran off the street, just like a Jarvis Landry. I don't see Galladay. You know, I think he's, he might be out of the league for forever now. I think he, um, you know, he's, he's not a variable kind of guy. I can't see him working on this team and this culture. Um, but we could bring in somebody, but I'll tell you what, and I, I might have, might be a little bit in love with this guy. I think Tajay Spears is going to be on the field a lot from the start. And we're talking about Kyle. You said Kyle Phillips. I said Chade. I think they're going to use this kid, Tajay Spears, in very, very creative ways. You're going to see him in the slot. You're going to see him in the backfield with Henry. You're going to yeah. see him be our feature back on some drives. He's going to catch passes out of the backfield. You could see him on special teams, I think. He is a, an offensive weapon I think they are going to utilize. And he might get a little more action than we thought um, if Burks takes a little bit longer than we would have liked to for him to get back. So Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, listen, it, again, we start off the show with with, the, with these words, and it's the honest truth. This is a relief, the, the news we found Absolutely. out today. Um, it, it looked really grim based on all the videos we saw and the fact that he got carted off. Um, yeah, no. As soon as you see carted off, you just assume. Yeah, it's always have yeah. pictures in my mind of Mariota in the air cast, the second Ugh. year in the league. You Ugh. know what I mean? Where he was having – he was turning yeah. into the quarterback we thought he could be, not to bring that up. But I literally yeah. – when they say carted off, I just think like pictures of him in an air cast being yep. called off. You're like, that's it. That it's it's, it's basically it's, crying. Yeah, it's over. You know, and we're gonna have to look elsewhere. And it was, you know, shit. Now it's like we we thought maybe we had a 50-50 chance to win the division. Mm -hmm. Now it's uphill battle. You know yeah. what I mean? But 
you know, it was best case scenario. Um, you know, shoot, I'd almost rather take this over a hamstring, hamstring strain. Oh, yeah, I agree. Thought it would have been because that's, you know, a very tough injury from that soft tissue. Yeah, if anyone's pulled a hamstring and you come down on it, man, it literally feels like someone is yanking the back of your leg. Yeah. So this was best case. Um, it wasn't an MCL. It wasn't a meniscus. It was a, it was an LCL. And, um, you know, I don't know how much trust we have in our training staff considering the the, the mountain of injuries we've had the last yeah. two years. But I think we're going to do right by this kid. And I think the Titans, Vrabel's personality, I know you said they need to come out soon and say something. I think they keep it close to the vest. They're going to keep it internal. It's going to be a day-to-day thing. And I don't think we'll know his availability for week one until – the, the week leading up to the first week of the season, in my opinion. Yeah, and that's unfortunate because it's going to be on yeah. all of our minds for that whole time, but that's probably what's going to happen. It's going to be on our minds, but we could take uh, you know a little bit of relief in the fact that it's not season ending. He will be yeah. back, whether it's week two, week four, or you put him on PUP for the first six weeks. You know, I really don't give a shit because if oh. we can go three and three without him, four and two, we need the best Traylon Burks yeah. to be able to win this division. I, I just I don't I don't personally foresee us really doing well. I, he really is so so important to this football team. Absolutely. He really really is. I think going 500 before the bye is a dream without him. I really do. It just um, there's only so much everyone can do. Obviously DeAndre Hopkins is a game changer. Obviously Chig is on the rise. Obviously Derrick Henry, but um, you know it, he he's just such an integral part to this offense. And it's going to be tough, but we'll see what happens. I'll, t- I'll say this. Um, you know, the defense looks great. With the I'll, I'll say, well, outside of Sean Murphy Bunting, who I really like, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, he got made him. by Justin Jefferson. I know, I know. But, you know, people are saying he's a top 10 AFC corner. I, I He looked like. We'll see. Know, We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. He's going to start. You better believe he's going to start. Yeah, he's gonna, of course he's going to start. All right, you know, so we better hope that he's all right. You know, yeah, you right. can do it before with the cornerback position. It yeah. could be a top 10 unit, top five unit, or it could be bottom tier in the league. You know what I mean? Depending on the steps our second and third year players take, depending on, you know, how healthy the secondary is. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll see. The defense, you know, I'm not worried about that defensive line is going to be a problem. It'll make everyone's life easier, the linebacking core, the secondary. Um, so, at least, uh, you know, we have that to look forward to. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, and, you know, Brandon brings up Colton Dowell, and obviously he's semi-kidding. Didn't see enough of him against uh, the Bears. Need to see a lot more of him now against the Vikings because uh, – We might got- be getting that Jarrett's – Favorite player uh, might be, be gearing up for that W two spot, WR two spot. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I, I, God forgive N-W-I me. Why is WR? God forgive me. I am so fucking tired of hearing about Nick Westbrook and Kina. Okay, like he, he, he really, he, he's below average, guys. You, you got to get. I'm not talking about you, Van. I'm just talking about specifically anyone who has him. You know, thinking he's. You remember in uh, which I'm gonna call it? Uh, what's the movie Hall Pass? When yeah. Owen Wilson's looking at the girls and he's got, yeah. and the other guy's got his hands up and he's like, Oh, look at him now. Look at it. We don't have, we don't fucking ever have wide receivers. So when a guy comes along who catches 60% of the balls thrown to him, they we're like, Oh my God, Nick, we- Nick Westbrook is a below average wide receiver. Um, yeah, he's a special teamer. He's a career he's a special, special teamer, teamer wide receiver, four five, maybe in a pinch. I, I, I really, I don't want to see him. So let's hope that no. is not the case. Uh, let's hope Chris Moore is like the second coming of, uh, 
Now, Matthews back in the day before he went crazy. Going to be more indicative of what we do with Traylon Burks, how you said the Titans need to come out and say what their plans are with him. What will be more indicative of what we, how we feel about Traylon Burks as an organization is how quickly we do or do not bring in somebody. Oh, yeah. If they, if they bring in somebody tomorrow, if we hear tomorrow that they're bringing in Galladay or Landry or whoever for a workout, then it's like, okay, it's probably going to be, you know, multiple weeks into the regular season. But if the weekend rolls, rolls around and there's no talk of, you know, them bringing in a veteran or anybody in general, then maybe it's less serious than, than you know, some people might think. So depending how fast they do or do not bring somebody in, I think will be our way of being how telling how the Titans feel about, you know, the severity of the injury. Yeah. I mean, I think they should do that anyway. And I, I found it. If I didn't say it last show, then I had forgotten because I wanted no, to. We always do. We always It is a need, you know, it is a need. And, you know, I, like we said, if one of these guys went down, God forbid, and it happened, then who's, who's your wide receiver too? Who are you really trusting? You know what I mean? Then Nobody. you have to put the, 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 the load back on Henry, which we don't want to do at this point in his career. We want to keep him, Fresh around 200 carries by the time we get to the playoffs, and now you know that's not going to happen. But that's yeah, I know. But now I feel like it kind of forces our hand a little bit. You know, now we might have to lean on him more than we wanted. Um, but listen, we're talking all kinds of crazy scenarios. It was a it was a good uh, outcome today, all things considered. Yeah, and um, we'll, we'll we'll see what happens um in the next few days. Who they bring in, who they don't bring in, and they'll come out with something. You know what I mean? It'll be bland. You know, multiple week injury that they're gonna. You know, take week to week, yada yada. It'll be very yeah. political from from Vrabel. So, so here's the last thing I'll bring up before we let everyone go tonight, and obviously we'll see you next week. Uh, of course, make sure you like the show if you haven't already. Please do subscribe, share it with all your Titan friends. Uh, we're trying to make noise in the space, and any help we can get is appreciated. We're doing really good things so far. But last thing I'll say before we go, I made a comment earlier today on Twitter about you know how the Titans should be using players in practice. And people went up in arms just to clarify that a little bit. Obviously, I know that everyone in the NFL, no matter how good or bad you are. Now, some people cheat the system. The superstars that are free agents, they cheat the system. They'll sign with teams late in the offseason so they don't have to practice as much. But everyone who was there, everyone who signed, is supposed to practice. I get that 100, 110%. 110%. But the bottom line is this. When you got a guy who you know where his talent is, you know the level of talent he brings, you know exactly what you're going to get out of him on Sundays when healthy. There's just no reason at all to be taking deep shots down the field to him with people covering him on other NFL teams. There's no, Personally, if I was the, the coach, I wouldn't allow him doing it against Kevin Byard. But I'm not. But regardless, especially not against people who are on other teams who couldn't give a shit, who probably – now, I didn't see who was covering him in that play. But I'll bet money – that likely it's probably a guy that's a, a a bubble guy, whether he's going to make the team or not. Now, he didn't have any, really a big impact of him getting hurt. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm just saying I just don't see the point of setting guys up for potential injuries that are unnecessary. Like, And, and I said this in the video I posted on Twitter. If this was uh, Tr- Racy McMath, okay, I he, we need to find out if he's worth being on the roster. Throw him a fly route 50 yards on the field and see what he can do when it's contested. But a guy like Traylon Burks, there's no need for it. Yes, you need to practice. Yes, you need to get touched. You need to feel other men's pads up against yours so you know what you're getting yourself into for this season. But, I mean, I just I didn't foresee the reason they needed to do things like this. 
especially in an organization that is consistently plagued by injury. I know the other 31 teams do these things. There's a video of Garrett Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, lofting one up. He burns the guy, takes him to the house. Everyone does it. I get that. But the reality is all that needs to happen is to Garrett Wilson is what needs to happen to Traylon Burks. little trip up. You land on your, your leg the wrong way. And now what? The Jets without Garrett Wilson, that, I mean, they're going to be okay. They have other weapons, a lot of other weapons, but that's a huge loss. I don't understand why these superstars need to go to that extreme during organized practice. And that's my stance, and I'm firm on it. You want to do route running practicing with nobody on? These guys have been playing football their whole friggin' lives. Nobody's going to tell me that if Traylon Burks isn't getting 100 deep balls or 100 routes that are contested in the offseason, that he ain't making big plays in the regular season. That's just not how that works. If you want to have guys running routes, just eliminate the possibility of, of devastating injury. And, there, and there's ways that I think you can do that, especially with the upper echelon players. So that was my stance on it. Ben, quickly, I'd love to hear what you think, and then we'll wrap up for tonight. Yeah, I <clears throat> I don't disagree with you. You know, I, I do believe, obviously, you have to practice. Of course you do. But I agree in the sense that, especially when you're doing these, you know, dual practices, you might be getting a guy who's looking to prove a point on the other team, you know, whoever was covering uh, Traylon Burks, where you, you just put a very important player on our team in a precarious situation. It's really not that it's a lose-lose, but if he burns somebody and looks good and catches a touchdown, great. But it's a dual practice against, you know, a team that we're not even going to play this year, I don't, I don't think, the Vikings, um, that we very rarely ever play. And if he gets hurt, well – then what was it all for? So I entirely agree with you. They need to they need to get on the field. They need to practice. But um, I, I'm with you 100% that sometimes those – I'd be more happy to see Chris Moore and Kyrus Jackson and Roberson and Mason Kinsey and Kyle Phillips try to fight for that three spot to figure out who we have. You know what I mean? As opposed to putting DeAndre Hopkins and Traylon Burks – in situations where they're going up against another player on another team who might be looking to make a point, who's not going to take it easy because he's your teammate. He's going to try to run step for step with you, step for step with you. Um, and when you have two grown men that are running full speed down the field, you know, it only takes, like you said, one trip up, your feet get tangled. And is it really worth it? Yes, players get hurt and it's a, it's a violent game, but there's also some precautions you could take. Like you said, especially when, the past two years, we've historically been the most injured team in the history of the NFL, like literally the most yeah. injured team the last two years. Um, so and especially since, you know, he we want to make sure he's on the field week one because we saw good things from him at certain points during the last year. Oh, he great things from him at certain great points. Things. He, that Green Bay game, he looked great. That touchdown catch against Philly, he got knocked out cold, but that was he hung on to that ball. And got How about his that Bengals catch when he Ab caught him two guys on? Absolutely. Um, and even when Henry, you know, he's when Henry had the uh, that was the Bengals game, yeah. When Henry ran the long run and Traylon Burks yep, followed him, and ended up yep, yep, yep. in the end zone, you know, saw good things from him, but he also wasn't on the field a full season. So they, in my opinion, to side with you a little bit, should take every precaution to make sure. Their second-year guy is ready to go week one. And yeah. by doing that, you can't put him in situations where, I mean, listen, you want to play some soft coverage with your own guys in practice, you know, to let it fly a little bit, sure. But, you know, to play press man coverage against the uh, yeah. another team, 
you know, in, in a meaningless practice, you know, we saw what could happen. You know, obviously hindsight's twenty twenty because we could have saw videos today of him, you know, burning players and, you know, being fine after practice. But um, he did get hurt. It was scary. We escaped um, what could have been a nightmare situation. And to end it real quick, Sal, I know you'll agree with this. I don't think we see much of anybody of importance the rest of training camp in these dual practices, Tannehill, Hen- Henry, Chig, Hopkins. That's my last point. Wrap them that up. in bubble wrap and, you know, let them be ready for week one because yeah. we got away with murder once. You can't keep playing with fire. Eventually you'll get burned. So, yeah, so it, it, I'm so glad you brought that up. This will be my final point. Let me wrap up for the people who are on my behind about the things that I said. Well, let me ask you a question, right? How confident you are? How comfortable are you now with DeAndre Hopkins taking a 50 yard fly route football? Are, are, are you signing off on that? If you are, if you're running the practice, no, you're not. You're not. So why is it different now? That our bonafide number two is going to be out, and we're gonna we're gonna shield our players from possible injury. But it wasn't okay five hours ago when we only had two reliable receivers on the whole freaking team. So I, you know, you got to keep the same energy. I I know there's nobody out there now that's like, yeah, throw out, throw DeAndre, keep throwing the ball to DeAndre Hopkins, keep giving him reps. It's NFL. No, 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 no. You can say whatever you want on Twitter, behind closed doors, you don't want DeAndre Hopkins taking one deep rep in a joint practice anymore. Nor do you want Derrick Henry going full pads against another defense right now. Because if you do, you're crazy. Because if these guys get hurt, then just wave the white flag. Just wave it. I mean, it's just, it, it's it's silly. Yes, players have to practice, but you need to protect your players. And in my opinion, allowing Traylon Burks to do basically a go route against an, a, a Minnesota Viking defender in a joint practice was asinine, completely asinine. Just like seeing him do j- crazy jump catches in the corner of the end zone in the bubble. Obviously, it's sick. I comment on it. Oh my god, this guy! Like I, lo- I love watching it, but in reality, I'm like, what, what? You know that that's like you got you, you're landing right on another defender's leg. I mean, it's just it's scary. But regardless, it it is what it is. Now let's move forward. Let's think positive, and let's find out if we bring anybody in. So, guys, ladies, gentlemen, thank you all for joining our live show. Uh, Jared, oh, Jared, I forgot Jared was in a great <laughs> podcast tonight. Just, yeah, well, we'll get him back here. We'll get him. We'll get you back in here, Jay. So, uh, Captain Trips, thanks so much for the love. Um, Volcano, yeah, Chick, little, little, yeah, Chick. Well, Chick's got to because. Wiley looks like a fucking mess and he's hurt now it looks too. So yeah. uh could be some jitters. We'll see, but we know Chig, we know Chig's the man. Um yeah, Roberson, nah, he doesn't he doesn't excite me, but uh, who knows? I'm just it's just such a shame. We always got to talk about these fucking journeymen and these right. other people who are going to help us out, but no more tangents for us. We've been on long enough. So guys, again, thanks for joining us. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe. Uh, we're here every single week for the best t- Titans content we can offer you. Um, we got some guest lines uh, lined up soon, and obviously season's right around the corner. So um, hope everyone has a great night, great day, great week. And as always, tighten up. Sammy, send me out. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast, Talking Titans, on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play and Apple Podcasts.